In this podcast, we've talked about blockchain technology in terms of gaming and in terms of fashion and in terms of software development. If this shows you anything at all, it shows you just how diverse this technology can actually be. Today, we're going to talk about blockchain technology in terms of real estate. With us, we have a remarkable guest, Sher Harney, who is one of the first students to join our advanced blockchain training program at Excellence Swiss Blockchain. And trust me when I tell you, she has a lot of insight and an impressive story to tell. She went from the depth of audit and consulting to the cutting edge of blockchain technology. And eventually, she arrived at the most important project in the world right now. Neom at Saudi Arabia. I am your host, Moses Shahi, and with me is my co-host, Noura Shahi. And you are listening to Blockpreneurs, a podcast that bridges blockchain technology to entrepreneurship. I was raised in so many different countries. Um, I don't even know where to begin, actually. I'm a citizen of the world. So um, primarily in the UK, yeah. but I also grew up in many different countries. Um, I lived in Mexico, for example, for four years of my life. Uh, I also lived in the Caribbean for three years of my life. Um, I also spent some years in Asia, Australia, and then I was back in the UK again when I was around 13 years old. I attended boarding school there, uh, and then I finished my university after um, high school uh, in the UK. And then that's where, you know, my journey started, started yeah. in Dubai. Yeah, what brought you here? Uh, I think at the time, I, you know, just like anyone else, um, just trying to figure out what the career path is, you know, fresh out of university. Um, I think it was, um, you know, a very interesting, like, place. I hadn't known much about the Middle East, apart from what you see in the media, to be very mm -hmm. honest. And I was pleasantly surprised with how, um, you know, advanced um, Dubai was. I was very, very impressed with the way that... You know, everything was set up. It's such a, you know, new country that, um, or a new city actually even, that uh, has just kind of, you know, spawned from like nothing and mm. into something so, so, so impressive. And that's attracted, you know, like, uh, you know, many people. It's mm -hmm. one of the most populous, like, you know, uh, hub now, I think, uh, yeah. in the world. It's a huge hub for sure. We can tell so from the traffic in Dubai <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, so what brought you here was how attractive and how much it was advanced and how it was growing. Um, but how did you start uh, a career here? What did you start with? Yeah, I think I was very comfortable at the moment I landed here. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw how, you know, cosmopolitan it was becoming. I saw that, you know, th there were many kind of, you know, districts like DIFC, Internet City and all these places being set up. So it was quite inspiring. And I think from that moment onwards, um, you know, I think I saw even MR Square at that time. It was very impressive. And, of course, the big fours were based mm -hmm. there, right? And yeah. PwC uh, was where I started my uh, career. Um, I actually uh, got in into a graduate program. And that's where it kind of opened up my eyes, opened up my, you know, um, kind of career path into the market here in the Middle East. And just to kind of understand how things worked and how... Um, Uh, how different industries operated here and how the Middle East market was. So that was the beginning of my journey here. Yeah, consulting opens up a lot of different industries for you. Did you come across blockchain technology during your consulting journey? 
Uh, I think uh, actually I, I started off in audit and um, I think uh, I think Nora you are also kind of you know familiar with this um, you know uh, industry itself as this professional uh, like this profession is kind of you know like a great kind of gateway to uh, or even PwC in general because we work with m you know many many different clients from different kind of you know um, public sector, private sector, all different kinds of, you know, um, organizations. Um, so it kind of gives you a lot of experience in that. And I started an audit, which is more kind of, you know, financial kind of like, you know, um, oriented. Yeah. And uh, that those set of skills were completely different from what you get from consulting. I would say that, you know, audit is more kind of like, uh, like rigid, mm -hmm. but more kind of like, um, you know, you, you execute. Mm -hmm. And you really get things done. You're meticulous and you're very kind of, you know, inward thinking, I would say. Whereas consulting is a bit more kind of like broad thinking and uh, you solve problems, right? And you, you just get kind of, you know, uh, a real life, um, oh, well, audit is the same, but more more so it's it's more about a bigger picture. Um, so at that moment, uh, I was doing a lot of like transformation projects with, you know, the public sector uh, and you, you would hear about the concept of blockchain, but you didn't really kind of, you know, see things for yourself. Like mm -hmm. you can, you, there was no real kind of application mm -hmm. apart from what you hear and um, maybe some trainings that, you know, uh, that was offered um, across the world. So, so after audits, after starting with PwC and being in the audit sector, you then moved into consultancy. Uh, and this is where you started to see the digital transformation uh, that is being uh, implemented, or I would say pushed into different organizations, uh, correct? Yeah. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, uh, I would say like... You know, even, even I wouldn't rule out audit completely because there are some aspects like, you know, um, I would say like, you know, uh, rigorous, you know, transparency, um, you know, all of these things like they kind of tie in with blockchain. I'm not saying everything, mm -hmm. but, you know, from from that aspect and then we're moving to the di digital um, side of things. Right. And from the digital side of things like I I remember when I joined after my PwC experience, I joined uh, a boutique consulting firm and they were very much kind of like also kind of like um, focused on strategy and governance and more on the digital side. So that kind of like opened up the gateway for me to understand a bit more about, you know, the digital kind of side of the business. Um, but together with, you know, like strategy or governance and things like that. And so I was involved at that time with a lot of projects here in the UAE and mm -hmm. mainly in the government sector. And again, Nora, like I think we've had experience yeah. there working together with, you know, DIWA, for example, and, um, you know, other organizations like Dubai Police and um, DHA and even even the ministries mm -hmm. themselves. Right. So. I think this kind of like opened up my experience with, mm -hmm. you know, digital. Um, and again, they were exploring use cases at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's like, you know, we're moving with the maturity curve. So okay. um, yeah. this is, I think, where we're at. You know that this is coming, but... We're uh, still building it exactly. up. Exactly. After consultancy, you joined the industry. Uh, and by that, we mean you've joined uh, um, a government firm. 
uh, how do you feel like shifting from being in an audit firm and a consultancy where you work with different projects and then now you're just focused within one organization? Uh, how do you feel this changes uh, the experience you have? How do you see that now when you're in the organization, the implementation of a strategy or a digital transformation works? That's a very good question. I think um, for me, it was really about my curiosity. Mm-hmm. I think having you know started with um, a big four and then have moved to, let's say, a startup where you're wearing different hats, I think... The other leg of the experience that I wanted to have was actually to work, you know, not just industry per se, but kind of, you know, government, kind of semi-government, government kind of, you know, organization, Mm -hmm. just to see how, you know, how it is to kind of really implement like something internally, because you've always been someone from the outside trying to implement a strategy or digital transformation or something or implement like a system, whatever it is, the project nature. But I wanted to see how we can actually, you know, be of kind of value like internally. So that's when I kind of had that role in Abu Dhabi to um, kind of test the waters on that. And I think like uh, it was a great experience as well uh, because it taught me a lot. Uh, First of all, I was very much industry focused, right? I was in the energy sector. So um, and by energy sector, I mean mainly water and electricity. And uh, and I think that kind of gave me a lot of exposure into how that industry worked or the value chain uh, from A to Z. And um, and I think, you know, that was that was the, the, the experience that I realized that, you know, um, there's a lot to be done. But at the same time, you know, it, the nature of the organization itself needs to be kind of, you know, like uh, be prepared for that kind of adoption of, you know, um, cutting edge technology, mm-hmm. because I think it's been set up already in a way that, you know, you really have to be like fast thinking, nimble, and you have to have the right leadership to kind of push that through. And sometimes that's not really easy because, you know, everyone is used to the way that things work um, and not really kind of open to kind of adopting, you know, different technologies, whereas like another small organization or startup are welcoming of that and they see and they take advantage of these kind of um, um, competitive edge. You really have a very rich experience, I would say. So tell us, where are you now? Yes, I am now, again, in a different experience. (laughs) Uh, So having had all those kind of experience, I am now part of um, a huge, probably the biggest project in the world. Uh, it's It's the most futuristic city that's now being built in Saudi Arabia. It's called Neom. Um, and I am now working there uh, as part of the strategy and organization uh, team, uh, building this futuristic city. Nice. <laughs> Stories like share remind us that the journey of success often leads us toward entrepreneurship. It's a common trajectory in the professional world. Successful individuals reach to a point to turn their expertise into their own venture. It's a natural progression. While this is an aspirational path, we recognize that not everyone has the luxury to dedicate time and build a business from the ground up, utilizing technologies that are constantly evolving. 
we've developed a solution for you. We are thrilled to announce our newest service, ESB Business Creators. Actionable, business-based blockchain concepts that are ready for implementation. At ESB Business Creators, we are there to support you and empower you with digital innovations to enter the entrepreneurship world with confidence and solid foundation. Was there like a moment where you thought, I wish there was a technology like blockchain that existed? It would make this moment so much easier. Yeah, um, that's actually on, on a few accounts. Um, first of all, like I think it was interesting to kind of even understand that, uh, you know, the practicality of this, you know, technology, yeah. it, it, it exists. And I think credits to Nora for actually introducing like the concept in a way that's not just highlighting, you know, on a high level what it is, but really like there is something really behind it mm-hmm. scientifically or you know like uh, at least from an application perspective and once you start digging deeper uh, on this topic like you start really to think about like how it benefits the world in a way and then you start thinking about how many different opportunities you know that this you know technology can be integrated in to make the world a better place mm-hmm. um and i think that's what's kind of like the main driver of the interest here because it can really make a huge change in our lives but you really have to kind of understand the core of it and how it can be applied and i think this yeah. is not something that's easy um yeah so the answer is on several um Different occasions decisions. yeah and personal experiences but also kind of like reading through use cases where actually you know it makes a huge impact in your mind as well that wow it's really made a huge difference in in the in the world so why uh, real estate in particular <clears throat> i think that there's a huge opportunity here um and it's not really just about like kind of you know um you know um it's not just about you know as in a financial opportunity or something it's like i think this whole concept is about financial inclusion Um, and also kind of, you know, everyone to give be given like a fair opportunity to kind of, you know, have, uh, you know, a, an opportunity to invest or, you know, opportunity to own a home or, you know, things like that. And I think, um, you know, just to kind of, from my perspective, this industry is very, very, very interesting. Like yeah. it's a huge opportunity. And we know that, you know, the market here is huge in in the UAE uh, in particular with this in- industry it's just growing at an exponential phase I like how you say it's about inclusion and this is like the deep core about blockchain technology it's now how we can create a new s- how we're building a system that has more inclusion more accessibility and then there is transparency which in turns when you have more transparency then the system becomes more accessible to others uh, and this is one of the powerful concepts of blockchain and that's why blockchain is not only about uh, crypto or finance there are other industries that will be impacted by it um, you also said that you wished that blockchain 
was there not only from a practical experience but also from a personal experience that there was a moment where you wished blockchain was there can you tell us an example yes uh, <laughs> i think it just it's a funny story and i think like this is this will happen to anyone that you know that probably or maybe people have experienced this because i do know quite a number of like let's say expats uh, including myself um I would not say I'm really much of an expert now, but like by 10 years ago, not really <laughs> understanding um, the, how things worked in uh, in Dubai itself. And obviously moving here was a big step because you just had to start from scratch from, you know, um, getting your uh, apartment set up, um, you know, and with that, there's a lot of transactions involved, right? Mm -hmm. So you're dealing with, you know, the um, real estate agent, you're dealing with all of these like, you know, um, uh, services in between. So um, intermediaries or whatever we uh, I just I can think of so many steps along the way. Um, But um, yeah, I think at that time it was very tough because we just didn't know the system. There was no pro process. It's not really, you know, regulated telling you, hey, this is step one, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. This is transparent. Okay. And, you know, there's uh, this amount of percentage of, you know, the total fees involved for, let's say, the commission for this real estate agent or, you know, even the deposit when, when you should get it back. And I'm talking about a transaction yeah. between you, you know, um, the one who's renting um and you know the uh the between, landlord but you don't the deal with and the landlord. Exactly, between the tenants and the landlord but you of course you don't deal with the landlord you always deal with a real estate agent right mm -hmm. someone in between i don't know what kind of mixed messages have been sent you know it's like you don't really f fully own that transparency and the communication between you and the landlord you're dealing with this person right so what you're just going to get whatever he he delivers right so i think there's a lot of um a lot of issues involved in that um and uh, personal experience uh i've lost money uh mm. from that kind of um you know lack of transparency lack of transparency lack of trust as well lack of trust you know this dealing with yeah. a person that you don't really know yeah. um and of course at that time now it's a bit more mature the system you can see that you know there's a lot more controls in place mm -hmm. and going back to audit those those things um matter you know because mm -hmm. they really do help you kind of you know um you know, uh, take control of the situation uh, how, between your personal how finances. How do you feel like blockchain would come into place? Because many of our audience, they they don't know what blockchain is. And now we have a real case example of, of a problem that we face if mm -hmm. we want to rent. Like if we want to just simply explain it, how can blockchain help in such a situation? I would say like, just removing all these intermediaries and having that you know transparency having that kind of like you know t terms like that that's been outlined and respected you know my biggest issue was for example i didn't ever never got my deposit from that first kind of you know um apartment that i rented and why because there was no proper control in place there was no set terms there was no like it, there was no repercussions for the person right And literally just someone can just run away with the money and you will never see them again. Right. But I think with, you know, with blockchain coming into place, I think 
this thing, it's it's a whole game changer. Um, it's just gonna control the whole entire process. It will yeah. automate it. It will make it. Will it will automate it. Yeah. And what's gonna happen is that deposit will actually be stored in a smart contract. That exactly. The, the landlord won't be able to access it, or the agent won't be able to access it unless really like the tenant. The uh, terms and conditions yeah. have been met yeah. in yeah. that case exactly. to make it happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, real estate is a very prime example of how blockchain technology can transform so many things. Have you seen like particular applications where this has been implemented? Um, <laughs> and do you think it's growing in certain parts of the world compared to other parts of the world? Yeah, I think um, I've seen like the adoption like in, in the US. There's a heavy adoption there, um, also in Singapore. And come on, these countries are some of the most competitive countries yeah. in the world, right? So they're very advanced in their technologies and um, they're willing to kind of explore that. Um, already like the, you know, these countries are somewhat regulated. If you will like, you know, uh, do some research on that, you would know that mm -hmm. there's proper controls of, you know, in place already. I think for us, um, you know, we've taken the step, we've really uh, improved a lot and we've matured a lot. Um, and, you know, we're heading that way, but we need to be really prepared to kind of adopt this. So I think it's really important that, you know, we get everybody on board um, at the right time. Yeah, it takes time for any market to kind of become ready and Yeah, like you said, some markets are already there yeah. uh, or ahead. I wouldn't say everyone's already there, but some markets still need to grow in other spaces. So there are these personal instances where now that you know about blockchain, you wish that blockchain was there at the moment. Do you also feel that blockchain has helped you progress throughout your career? Like did blockchain, do you feel like you joining and learning about this technology early on? So mm -hmm. like you're one of the early students with us. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that you entering this field early on has made a difference in your life, has changed your life? And, and for you moving into different experiences, like we can see that you've been from audit to consultancy to more industry, and now you're in the biggest project in the world. Do you mm -hmm. feel that blockchain really had an impact on that? Yeah, I did. Um, I think, um, you know, it, you evolve with, um, you know, the technology. And I think that uh, having like that kind of background on um, the technology itself, the educational background to understand like, you know, everything about this, um, this technology, oh, not everything, but, you know, to some extent, mm. um, because you're still evolving with it. Um, I think it's kind of driven me to kind of be more kind of forward thinking and and see how you know this can be applied and to be honest like it, it can be applied in ev virtually every industry and um and I, I think that it's definitely helped me in in the way that I know for a fact that I want to have a business uh where I can implement this technology This is definitely important. And again, it goes back to the real estate kind of um, mm -hmm. industry. This is where my project will be focused uh, on and adopting this, you know, um, technology. So, yeah, uh, apart from, you know, I think maybe 
another reason why I'm in the most futuristic city in the world is also something to do with that because you I don't want to be sitting you know with such a like knowledge with such a you know cutting edge technology and then be in an environment where it's not ready for the adoption, adoption of this and it's not kind of you know fast pace enough and um, you can't adapt towards it so easily I'm not saying it can't be because we can mm -hmm. but you know you want to make sure that you're also kind of you know you see that you can apply this technology within not just the workplace that you live in but again now I feel like yeah there's a lot of opportunities for implementation of this um, technology and where I live now in the future for sure so what's the piece of an advice you would give to the younger generation who wants to come in now and learn about blockchain. A lot of them are still, they fear, they're scared to come and learn about blockchain because they don't know what it is mm -hmm. or they hear about the scams that happens in cryptocurrency. Yeah. A good advice would be, you know, take $10 and just have a, like a bit of understanding around like how cryptocurrencies work. You're not losing anything, but just so that you know how, how it goes, just to understand and then start researching a bit more so that you understand what Bitcoin is and what Ethereum and all these coins are. Um, again, that's not blockchain. That's just cryptocurrency, but it will help you kind of understand a bit more about, you know, it help you dive or ease you into the topic. And then, but just understand that there's a whole deeper meaning behind it and then that's when you come in for you know the um and this is how we did it right we mm -hmm. took an interest in that and then we kind of um were open to this topic and then um this great like you know learning program behind it will keep you know giving you or reinforcing you with that knowledge um and then um yeah you just stick through it like through the entire like course try to like adopt you know all the knowledge behind it uh, understand that the technical side of the the you know the technology understand the application use of use like behind the technology uh, get involved even in the community within and outside as well it doesn't matter if it's you know there's a lot of scams it's a good great learning curve i've been out there believe me i've had a great fun ride like you know exploring different you know communities or clubs where you know crypto is um big or even not just crypto but blockchain um and not all the experiences are great but you just have to be really kind of open to understanding if it is a scam or not right because you don't know until you actually explore and you see it mm. and you should also always be open to that but you should also be you know, fast learners and um, and know when to just, you know, uh, cut off the topic, right? That it's not. And this you'll get from actually understanding the, the technology behind it and doing your own research. But I think it's also good to kind of start, um, you know, uh, connecting with other people, uh, like-minded people in the industry itself. Uh, for example, like I, I did that and I have got some great you know, um, networks with Blockchain Center and um, here in Dubai. And I understand some other projects as well. Um, and I've explored like different groups as well. So it comes in all shapes and forms, but it's still a learning curve regardless if it's bad or not. 
all the previous guests we had in this podcast, if you ask them, like Abdullah and Ali, what got you into the blockchain? It They all started through the investments. They tried cryptocurrency. They lost money or they didn't know how to make money out of it. And then this is where they delved, delved this is where they delve deeper into into the technology itself. And once they get into this, like a, a feel of it, they realize there is something more behind it that we don't know. And then we should learn about it. I agree with that. Most people start with cryptocurrency, but I think it takes people who are actually curious and willing to take a few risks here and there to actually delve deeper into it. You've mentioned earlier in the podcast that there are a lot of different training programs that you can actually join to learn about blockchain technology. So what made uh, the program that we offer at Excellence with Blockchain, which is an advanced blockchain training program where we take people who want to specialize in different blockchain industries and mm-hmm. help them establish a business that mm-hmm. is blockchain based. So what made the program at ESB uh, uh, an interesting fit for you to join? Yeah, I think like anyone else, I think we all have like our day to day and our lives happening and it's at such a fast pace, right? For me, I was, and you guys know this, like yeah. my life is a bit like zigzaggy. And um, and I think the flexibility part is very important for me. Um, and I think uh, one, that's one of the biggest selling points and the ability to kind of understand and, uh, and understand what, you know, what the course offers, uh, the educational aspect, but then also kind of combined with that, um, that, uh, openness to kind of support you in, 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 I think this is the, ma- the, the biggest, uh, you know, selling point or the, the biggest interest, uh, from my end is um, the ability to kind of, you know, um, adopt this, you know, technology and actually try to make a business out of it. Um, I think this is very important for me. Um, and I would want to kind of, you know, implement everything that I've kind of, you know, learned mm-hmm. through the course. And uh, yeah practically implemented why is it so important for you to have a business you're very successful at your career (laughs) life Mm -hmm. why is it also so important that (coughs) you want to do a business with blockchain that's a very good question because a lot of people are like we can just stay in our job why do we need to take the extra step and build something else yeah I think when you, I think you'll know the answer to that question once you start diving a bit deeper into this topic. Again, it doesn't just go into kind of like, um, okay, I'm going to make money out of it. It's, I think it's a bit deeper than that. I think we can all resonate once we know like, uh, you know, what, what this technology offers and how powerful it is. Um, it's really about kind of, you know, trying to make things, well, trying to make the world a better place if that's, you know, if we can all like agree on that, I think we can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really about kind of like making a change. And um, and I think if if you can learn, um, you know, the fundamentals of this um, technology and how powerful it is, and you're able to kind of like link that to, uh, you know, a particular industry or a particular kind of, you know, um, um specific business idea that you have then it becomes very powerful because then you start realizing that you can actually implement it and then again once you've had that whole experience of testing crypto 
um, understanding the, the, the technology, going out there and meeting people. Then you start connecting the dots and realizing that you can actually implement it. Um, if you have all the pieces there, like, you know, ready. Um, and with the support of, you know, like um, this community that we have here, um, from the technical perspective, from um, just the way that we can kind of realize this whole thing, right? Make it kind of come come to fruition. It's interesting that you mentioned making the world a better place. It's something, well, at least like you said, I hope most of us actually want that to happen. Is there mm. like a particular project uh, or implementation of blockchain technology you felt like has impacted the world in a way that makes it better, but not particularly driven by like, a profitable way just like a way to help people yeah i think and this again comes to uh, how much interest you get into this topic because it can kind of get into uh, like kind of a personal side where you start feeling like oh um you you want to explore a bit more about you know what how powerful is this technology itself right you start reading about these kind of use cases um, and when I say like uh, making the world a better place, I mean, uh, there's so many examples of um, economies where it's like underprivileged mm -hmm. and uh, and um, and from the top of my mind, I can think of like, for example, Latin America or like the Philippines even or Africa, where a fintech has really, you know, changed the way that uh, that changed the whole population, right, in different ways. And um, I think, you know, there's a lot of blockchain uh, use cases out there that are just so kind of under the radar that we don't really know about unless we read about it. And then if you read about it and you really you can really visualize it because it really does tell a story that, you know, um, it makes a huge difference of helping, for example, like, you know, in Latin America, there's... Um, there's a couple of use cases. I think one of them is like um, Neobank or something like that. That uh, there's a, I mean, there's a huge kind of, you know, if you know in Latin America, there's a huge unbanked population. Yeah. So it's like very um, underprivileged. There's a lot of migrant workers even, for example, that don't have access to kind of, you know, the the benefits of a financial institutions, getting loans, getting this and that, they don't have this kind of privilege, right? It's, it's, it's just not given to them. Um, and it's unfortunate because I think, and again, this is where we're talking about financial inclusion. So how how is it that we have the privilege to have those, you know, accessibility of those, um, you know, uh, services? services yeah. But half of the population or even more don't get access to that so it's kind of sad in a way right yeah and uh, this is where this is where the technology comes in and plays a huge part in kind of you know changing people's lives why should we why should they have to go through all of these like um steps just to get a simple kind of you know uh transaction transaction it's just sending money across yeah. the world and that costs them like a huge percentage uh, of the money that you know they've earned which is peanuts uh as a migrant worker and having to kind of um pay that remittance fee right back to send to send the money back to their country yeah uh, why i think the project in real estate that share is working on in itself is making is going to make lives better yeah because i'm sure there are many cases still happening today where they're facing the same situation that chair faced 10 years ago when <laughs> she was looking for her <laughs> first apartment. Moving into a new country mm -hmm. is a big step. And then 
not knowing the rules and regulations uh, mm-hmm. and how to like the process of how to get like a simple thing and renting an apartment or renting a home uh, in itself is uh, is a big it, it can be a big loss for someone who's moving new to a new country um, yeah yeah I think just one more point to add to that and I think it's a very important point um, you know I think we uh, Dubai is trying to be different right mm-hmm. from other countries and we are really like in so many ways ahead of different countries with um, like top-notch services and um, you know it's it's one of the most like yeah futuristic you can have everything delivered exactly it's it's so 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 ease of access for everything that it's becoming a favorite you know um destination or even like a a country where people actually feel at home but you know to kind of even step up on the game on getting ahead i think this is where the technology has to be kind of welcomed and, you know, um, and actually we have to kind of do it in a seamless way where we do kind of, you know, work in partnership or close partnerships with, you know, the, the Dubai government as well on this so that we're aligned um, when it comes to these kind of things to just make it a better kind of, you know, process Transition. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's transparent and it's clear and uh and that you know no one is uh everyone benefits from the whole transaction agreed 100 in a fair way yeah <laughs> that's the most important fairness, part. Yeah, transparency. Yeah, transparency automation automation oh my I god think that that's the essence of time blockchain. saved yeah, yeah the time saved yeah. the money yeah. saved the just like it's just it's much just about cleaner. being fair yeah you know? Yeah, and the and end of the I thing. deserve to get my deposit back, and everyone else does as well. And Bro. deposit is only a small example. Yeah, yeah, it's just a simple example. Yeah. I've had people also experiences in in the industry itself, in the real estate agent, uh, in the real estate um, industry itself, that they, for example, from from a commission point of view, they were not even getting their commission yeah. after oh. the transaction. So let's let's be fair on the whole <laughs> entire, you know. Transaction, transaction from H to Z, yeah, for yeah. sure.